Before we start the show this week, I want to thank our sponsors at SeatGeek. Anthony and I love this app. Behind MLB at Bat, it's probably the most used app on my phone. I, I go to 50 plus ball games every summer and almost every ticket I buy is through the SeatGeek app. I've been using it long before they started sponsoring us. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically a ticket aggregator for the secondary market. It ranks via a color-coded system which seats have the best value across multiple ticket brokers. You can get views from the seats and you can compare prices. So like if someone is selling their ticket for 100 bucks in row five, you can see if someone from a different site is selling their seat for, I don't know, 90 bucks in row four. Even if I'm not going to a game, honestly, I'll sometimes just pop open the app and check it out just so I can see what ticket prices are going for across the country. Just trust me on this one. Download the app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Use the code clubhouse and receive a $20 rebate on your first ticket purchase. Our show is always going to be free for you guys. We really would just appreciate it if you could support our sponsors a little bit. And it's just going to make your lives easier. On to the show. This week on The Clubhouse, Anthony and I are joined by film, television, and Broadway superstar Tracy Toms. Tracy chats with us about growing up an Orioles fan, playing in the cold-cased softball league, going to a Dodger game with me, and much, much more. We hope you enjoyed our breakdown of all 30 stadiums and would love to hear your thoughts about your own ballpark travels. Shoot us an email at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at clubhousepod using the hashtag clubhousestories. We'll share the best of them on the air. This episode was recorded in my apartment in New York City. Blue Jays win it! Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Got him! 20 strikeouts! He ties the Major League record! There it goes! See ya! I don't believe what I just saw! He's out by five feet at the plate! And that was the worst base running in the history of the game! Fly ball, left field, and deep! Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I'm Manish Jain, and sitting next to me, fresh off his almost year-long tour with the smash Broadway hit, If Then, is Mr. Anthony Rapp. Well, hello there. We have an incredibly special guest today. It's a bit of a reunion of sorts. You know her from her TV shows, such as Cold Case and Wonder Falls, and the film world and The Devil Wears Prada and Death Proof. However, most of you will probably recognize her as Joanne from the feature film Rent, which also happens to star the man sitting across from me. But as always, on this show, her only credit that matters is that she's a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. Joining us in the clubhouse today, Tracy Tom! Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, hey, what's I'm going on there? I'm actually kind of speechless. What's going on, Tracy? How's I'm, it going? No, oh, hey. Yeah. Oh, hey, Anthony. Yeah. Let her compliment doing? my introduction skills I before mean, you cut her off. I have never been introduced like that before. <laughs> that made me sound pretty badass. You are pretty badass. Yeah, I meant to say I did. So I got a question for you guys. When is the last time that you two have been sitting on a couch together? Well, did we sit on a couch at your New Year's party? I don't think All we right, sat fine. on well, a couch. At least saw each other. We saw each other yeah, at the New, New Year's, Year's party, party, which was shortly after I saw the opening of uh, if then in, 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 in LA, LA. yeah, yeah. yeah. In so it was several it was like several several months ago right? several months ago but oh. more recent than we've been apart in, yeah in the recent years yeah I mean sure. we did the movie now 11 years ago is when we filmed it oh my goodness yeah so yeah. it's been a long 
been a long time. And you guys shot that film uh, in San Francisco, correct? Mostly. A little bit in New York and a little bit in L.A. Okay, yeah, but most, most of it was interesting. interesting. You and I have talked about this. Anthony and I have talked about this uh, off the air many, many times. And actually sometimes on the air. But there was some pretty cool kind of uh, baseball-related experiences involved with Rent. Was Tracy ever, uh, uh, were you ever there when, when the great Willie Mays came to set? He only came to set one day. I don't think you were there that day. No, no, yeah. I would remember that. Because yeah. I, yeah, I would remember that. But did, but no, well, we did go to a, a Giants game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony took us all to a Giants game one mm-hmm. day. Of course. Yeah, Chris, Chris gave us some seats. Some Chris Columbus, of course, Chris, the, director sorry, Chris Columbus, the director of, of Rent. He has yeah. season tickets and they're, you know, really good up the first baseline, you know, maybe 15, 10 rows back you know, halfway between home plate and first base. And it was a lovely way to experience that Yeah, they were, they were pretty fantastic yeah. seats. And this was AT&T, right? AT&T Park. I mean, I think it was Did then. Did you drive SP- us I think there? It was I SBC feel like you drove us there. Though, yeah. Did you drive us there? I don't know. I remember taking the, the, the trolley or whatever, you know, like the overland. No, I remember specifically being in a car. It's very Maybe possible. I drove. Maybe you drove because you don't I like, because think... you're above public transportation. No, 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 it's not that. I'm it's just, not that. I just I'm don't like getting lost in yes. public transportation <laughs> in different cities. <laughs> I took the subway here today. You know. um, but what I remember happening, which is a little fun factoid, we were at a red, I think maybe I was driving, and Tay was in the passenger side. Tay, Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Tay sorry, Diggs, Tay Diggs yeah. came to the yeah. to the game with us. And the window was down, and we were at a red light, and there were Uh-oh. these black women <laughs> on the corner leaving the park after the game, and we're stuck at a red light, and I can't move. Yeah. And they're like, that looked like Tay Diggs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. Here we go. Oh, like Tay. That is Tay Diggs. Hi, Tay. And he's just dying, and I can't, I can't, I can't do anything. I can't oh. go because I'm the red light. Oh, to be a beautiful Girl, looking just man. Just like Tay Diggs. <laughs> that is Tay Diggs. Yes. It was hilarious. I was like, I just got a glimpse into your entire life. He's yes. like, Yep. Oh, yes. I can't imagine That's what it's it. like to be that. I, I saw him in uh, Hedwig, and it was a a fantastic experience. But but all the ladies in that crowd, especially towards the end of that show, for those of you who haven't seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Uh, the, the lead character takes off quite a bit of clothing towards yep. the end of that show. And I mean, that man is built like a oh, yeah, brick S house. Like he is just, uh, he's a big man. And, and everyone in that crowd. Oh, is this a clean, it's a clean show? It's a clean show. Clean show. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Yes, clean show. We got we like the kids to, to be able to listen Sorry. to Sorry. No, um, it's all good. We've been I, clean so far. Did I mess up? We, okay. No, Absolutely we're not. Good, we're good. We're good. Okay. But um, all right. So we might get more into that uh, a little bit later. But we, we normally like to start our shows by kind of asking our guests how they got into baseball in the first place when you were a kid was it your your father your mother your brother your sister was it you know who was it in your life that said hey tracy when you come and and uh kind of let me take you to a ballpark um i don't remember my first baseball game actually i screw up going to memorial stadium in baltimore um uh my father i i guess my father was a baseball fan um yeah, he went to the Orioles game a couple last I've week. I've met I her father. He's a very nice man. He's a Andy. very nice man. Shout out to Donald Toms. Absolutely. Um, Is he still in Baltimore? He's still in Baltimore. Yeah. Okay. And I also anyway, that's a, a, a I digress. I'm about to go into a different thing, but um, but yeah, and then my father's brother, my uncle, um, my uncle Douglas, his kids were very athletic, particularly his his son um, Tony Antonio Toms. Tony is short for Antonio, not. <laughs> Anthony, um, was very athletic and played baseball. Uh, so 
I just kind of was always around it and, and very uh, into the Orioles. And that was like the dream team back in the day with the Ripkins and, and, Eddie, and Eddie Murray. And you know what I mean? I was the loudest one. I was a little loud, little black child with Afro puffs screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember when the Orioles won the World Series. I remember wa- we watched it live. We were around the dinner table watching. It was in 1984. Yes, yes. Oh, Those are graduated from uh, junior high. I was, I was nine. I was one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was alive at least. I was one. Oh. You know what? I'm sorry, that's you, you, no, no, so sorry, that's wow, I just said 1984. I got the Tigers in the brain. 84 was the Tigers. 83 sorry. was was uh, the Orioles. So oh, I was zero. Seventh grade. Seventh grade. So I was I was zero. Seventh grade. Okay. So I remember being really young, and I remember they won. You do remember that? I remember very clearly. I think it. I think it ended on a catch. I think. Um, most likely, yes. And then on the, uh, like a, well, uh, yeah. you know, the, the third out. Yeah. So they caught the ball and they was like, yeah. And my dad's <laughs> like, what? And he pushed back to the table and I like got out and I, we ran around the house. I'm just <laughs> running around the house, like waving my arms around. Wee, wee, wee. I mean, I, it's, it is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Business. But I do remember that very, very clearly. And it, but that was uh, Jim Palmer too. Was that? Uh, yeah. Must've yeah. been 83. Yeah. The picture. Um, and then for my 15th birthday, I got tickets to the game that day for my 15th birthday. So it was like, here's your present. Bye. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going right now. <laughs> and we went to the Orioles game. Oh, was this you and your family birthday. and your friends? This or was you? me and my high school boyfriend. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. A little smooching in the, in the stands? Maybe. A little smooching? <laughs> but they took us because we were 15. Of course, we 15, right. So we couldn't drive yet. So yeah. And where was Memorial Stadium? Not that I know Baltimore that well, but it's it wasn't situated as beautifully as like Cameron Yards. No, no, no. Yeah. Memorial Stadium, what I actually liked better about Memorial Stadium, and I miss it, is that it was right in the middle of a neighborhood. So there were people who could sit on their ho- on the t- mm. the roofs of their houses and yeah. watch the watch the game from across the street. Mm. Um, and it was very much you're just driving through a neighborhood in East Baltimore and suddenly boom. That is always one of those things that I, I debate with a lot of my friends of, of where do you like your ballpark situated? Do you like them to be like Dodger Stadium where it's just in the middle of a giant parking lot? Do you like it to be like Coors Field where it's it's in the middle of a bustling city where as soon as you walk out there's businesses. Or the neighborhood, like Wrigley, like like uh, old Memorial Stadium. I mean, for you guys, you both grew up going to ballparks that were situated in neighborhoods. For me, in Detroit, it was a, a neighborhood, but you know, knowing Detroit, you know, being the city that it is, it wasn't really a very great neighborhood uh, uh, to be around, basically. So, what was that like for you guys growing up? As far as do you prefer the the neighborhood uh, aspect, or or do you prefer your ballparks being separated from everything? You gonna go first? No, you're the guest. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. Um, it's only polite to let the guest talk first, right? Well, growing up, I liked it being in a neighborhood. Um, as an adult, mm-hmm. there's something about it kind of being a destination, you know, and sure. it, it being like in a whole area of shops and restaurants and bars and things like that. I mean, there is something um, alluring about that. Yeah. When Camden Yards opened, because, I mean, that area had always been there. It just wasn't a ballpark. So right. the fact that they converted this old like factory area into yeah, <laughs> in, you get the warehouse right Yards, there right. And, and um and, and i always grew up going to the inner harbor as well which so. is so unbelievably gorgeous that's yeah, yeah. when i went to school in dc my first dates were almost exclusively taking these young ladies to the harbor you know we'd get on the train and go 45 minutes because it was just it's beautiful there and and really really a lot of fun anthony and i Last year we were in. Uh, it was not know. a first date though. It wasn't it was, a first. It was date. not a first no. date. He didn't take no. me on a first. Oh, date. Okay. was it our first game together? No, no, it wasn't. No, not no. even close. No. Yeah. Um, 
how many second dates did you have, Manish? Anyway, <laughs> Tracy. So, um, question. You see how he, he, he drops these uh, little burns and then moves on. on. I know yeah. he moves doesn't on. You, doesn't let you retort. Yeah. No, he doesn't. Go yeah. ahead. Continue. So, um, do you, I know that you said you have sentimental memories of Memorial Stadium, but do you appreciate? Because we on this podcast have waxed poetic about Camden Yards so many times. No, Camden so Yards is by uh, far and away a, a better experience. I think uh, it's just Memorial Stadium was a little bit of a. It's special to me because Memorial Stadium in general also housed the uh, the City Poly game. City Poly game was the yearly rivalry football game for the high school. So there was City uh, City High School and Poly High School, and they had this rivalry. Poly, why is it called Poly? The Polytechnic. Oh, Polytech, right? Polytechnic okay. Institute in, in Baltimore. Yeah. So um, that's so cool. So it was at Memorial Stadium yeah. every Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we'd go, and you know, and it was a whole. Thing. So Memorial Stadium just it just represented a lot. It's a community it's, for it's, us it's, it's, as a yeah, community uh, ballpark. But um, but Camden Yards is just a stunning park. You know, state of the art, brand new. When it opened, we're like, oh my god, this is beautiful. You know, <laughs> it's beautiful to look at, even if you're not there. And then yeah. if you're there, it's a it's a it's a beautiful experience. I've only been there maybe twice. Have you had Have you had the most delicious ballpark <laughs> food in the history of ballpark food? There at is, Camden there is, Yards, there is lump crab meat. Oh with yeah, paprika, yeah, and scallions over waffle fries. It's pretty. It's this, crazy this gentleman to, to my right here will not shut up about this. I mean, anytime sorry, they're not waffle no, fries, they're waffle potato chips. They're anytime like, we meet someone from Baltimore, it's the first thing that he brings up, and it is it's it, it is delicious. I mean, it's the delicious. food at Camden is delicious, and look, it's it's been said it, Camden is if you're looking overall, you know, Anthony, I think we would agree at this, but as both gentlemen who have seen all 30 parks camden is the standard bearer cam camden overall once again there are certain things that other ballparks do yeah. better here and there mm -hmm. if you really break it down whether it's the view whether it's the food whether it's the experience whatever but overall nothing beats camden it checks all the boxes it really you. does <laughs> um but 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 going back to but you were saying though that the, as an adult now you like you know, kind of the the, the Camdens, your your well, Pittsburghs, yeah, et cetera. For sure. I mean, Memorial Stadium is, is definitely nostalgic. You know, there's a nostalgia. I mean, but to that's it. your home ballpark from when yeah, you're yeah. a kid. So when I think kid, anybody's when... home ballpark when you're a kid, it's the first time your eyes bugged out of your skull and we're like, oh my goodness, look at this giant, beautiful, you know, architectural marvel. Yeah. But but now you can appreciate kind of the nuances of the game. Oh, for sure. For sure. And Camden Yards is just, you know, like I said, it's one of the best that there sure. is. And um when not that I Baltimore? haven't been to thirty <laughs> yeah. I went to maybe five. five. No, yeah. wait. Yeah. I went to Giants. Mm -hmm. The Giants. I've mm -hmm. been. Uh, saw the Mets. Yeah. I've never been in Yankee Stadium. I've never been in a Yankee Stadium. Old or new? Then okay. So I guess if yeah. not old. Then you've been in Dodger Stadium. I assume. I've been in yeah. Dodger Stadium yeah. now. Um, You've been to Wrigley in Chicago. No, I haven't. <gasps> oh. I haven't spent any hardly any time in Chicago. I spent mm -hmm. a week in Chicago mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's inappropriate. Yeah, you got to rectify. You must rectify this. Yeah, that's inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe that's just four then. Even Angel Stadium out there? In, uh, mm -hmm. All right, maybe next summer I'll come out and we'll, we'll take you to a Angels uh, Oreos game. Because this year, 
uh, I was able to to take Tracy. It was very, very exciting. It just happened to coincide with my trip out there. I was looking at the schedule, and sure enough, the Orioles happened to be in town at Dodger Stadium with a little interleague you know, matchup, which is very rare. I think you looked it up at New Year's. I think I, I, think I did look it up yeah, at New Year's. you looked it up because we, yeah. Yeah, we, were, we like, were discussing at New Year's, like, hey, we're going to go to a ball game together. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> and, and yeah, and it you happened. didn't forget me. Of course I didn't forget you. It was it many, was, many months later. Oh, no, it was, yeah, it was uh, about seven months later, but <laughs> I made sure. I, I when I, so I, I this, this summer, I went out to LA and I, I spent about a month there and I went to, I think it was like 12 games, uh, six angels, six at Dodger games. And I had certain people that I needed to make sure that I brought former guests of the show, Jimmy Pardo, former guest show, Max Glick, Greg Proops, like a bunch of former guests on the clubhouse. And at that point, Anthony and I were going to have Miss Tracy Toms on the podcast, but for whatever reason, she felt a little bit like maybe she wasn't uh, uh, up to snuff with her baseball knowledge. But I'm telling you, folks. I mean, as, I'm not. I'm not yeah, up to something here, listen knowledge. To no, no, not knowledge, but 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 baseball passion and mm-hmm. love, which is what this show is about. I mean, for mm-hmm. the for, for for those who've listened to our show in the past, you know, we get a lot of great emails from from people that tell me that they're not necessarily the biggest baseball fans in the world, but they love hearing us talk about it because we're not talking about the nerdy stat stuff. You don't have to be a crazy person like Anthony or I to, to, to love this sport. No matter what your level of knowledge is, we embrace you. We love you. We want you to be at the ballpark. And uh, what are you grinning at? I'm thinking of just the, the crazy stat names. They have the weirdest names now that I don't even know what they all mean. Oh, God. Warp and, 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 and Woba. And Woba. And, oh, no. It's, it's, it goes yeah, so over my head as far as just the, the, the intensity of which some of these lovely sabermetricians. Like, do you know what sabermetrics even is? No. Sabermetrics, a, a, you know what? I'm going to let you describe it because if I describe it, people are going to email and yell at me. Sabermetrics is. <laughs> No, it's just it's it's just it's breaking some things down into even more statistics. So the old statistics are batting average, right, yeah. and ERA right. or run average. Those are still viewed to some degree, but it it starts to break things down into it, it looks even deeper things, which I don't even fully understand about fielding independent pitching, which I believe has as much to do with how many strikeouts you get, because if you strike people out, uh-huh. they're not putting the ball in play, so you don't need fielders. Uh-huh. It looks at this thing called war, which is wins above replacement, which means like, say you're a like what they call a replacement level player, like you're uh-huh. an average player, right? Right. Right. So Willie Mays, for instance, uh-huh. was one of the great players of all time. He all has right. a really high war number. My because if you had to replace him, yeah, you would you wouldn't get he wouldn't give you as much value, right? Okay. So it's, all right. It's oh, an interesting. Okay. It's interesting. interesting. Like, here's what I love about it. As soon as Anthony started talking. Both Tracy and I, our eyeballs glazed over, and we just looked at each other as if to say, "What? What is this gibberish?" Wait, what? No, what? but then I got it though. I you just get had, it. I had to like, I had to relax. But here's what I love. Brain. But, the, but that's that's <laughs> to let the information come in. When when you and I sat down at Dodger Stadium, and it was about, mm, I'd say. 400 degrees. Outside. Yeah, but not being hyperbolic, about 450 <laughs> degrees. Yeah. Um, it was ridiculously hot this day, but it, it was, was also the day after Fourth of July, right? It was. It was July. No, no, July sixth. It was July sixth. It was July sixth. You, you had a big party, and then I had a Fourth of July party, and then the yeah. next night I had a benefit for Orlando. That's what it was. Yeah, which I was up all night being ridiculous <laughs> with my friends. And- yeah, when I went to to pick Trace up at her house, and I walked in, there there was just bodies on the couches. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> yes, they're just people just were carnage. Just, but uh, but. <laughs> Your love and passion for the game came back almost immediately. Oh, yeah. Like you sat down in those seats and you realized, you know, what you 
truly love about well, the it, game. It happened when we parked and we were walking. Right. You know, because at, getting up early, which early for me. After <laughs> it was a day a game. Night or whatever. It's a day game. <laughs> um, I remember these things um, from being on set. Yeah, yeah. I'm, just not, I'm not a morning and person. On film sets, you have to generally wake up before dawn. Yeah. You know. And it was always like, uh, Oh, I'm with you. I'm not dying that person either. <laughs> but then, you know, this is an experience. It was like, oh, the game is at 12. I'll pick you up at like 10. I think it was 10, yeah. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> but well, when you go to a game with Manish, Jane, Manish likes to take you around no, and show you the I know. ballpark. I was just like, and... what? In the... yeah. it, I live up the street from Dodgers. Like literally like. To be fair, that I didn't fully understand. I still, right. I, I was said, there for a month. Know, I still don't get LA like, traffic. Maybe five, ten minutes away. But people say that to me out in LA, and then it's forty-five minutes late. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're late. We thought it'd be five minutes, but it's forty-five. Yeah, but I, yeah, I meant, I meant. I, I, I believe you now. <laughs> yes, I, I was not. I was not aware. I even said the same thing. I, I, I once we got there, I was like, oh, this was much quicker than I anticipated. Uh, trust me now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go. This is an experience. I'm gonna put my sunglasses on. <laughs> I'm gonna hydrate, and here we are, baking in the sun. Had a couple hot dogs and whatnot. But as soon as we parked and started walk, walking up to the stadium, I was like, oh, right. Hey, I, I love this part. Yeah. You know, and we got there early, which meant we didn't park too far away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and well, the Dodger Stadium parking experience. I went to, I think, six games in a row the there. And every single day it took me at least, except for the one, except because my last game there was with Tracy. And every single day before that, it took me at least 45 minutes to find my car. Because it, even though I took pictures of where it was going to be, I took a picture of my car <laughs> and the stadium and all that. I was, this is, uh, it's the most confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Because there's, have gates have letters and lots have letters, but they don't coincide with each other. So you're like, yeah, I'm by gate E. Oh, no, I was actually in lot E, which is at the other end. of. And it was just, it was the most, it's awful. It's terrible. But regardless, the ballpark inside it's pretty spectacular. It really is. It, it really, <laughs> it really is. And now that there's all this technology, this like projection technology. And, yeah. and um, I don't know, it's a weird thing. But when I used to go to baseball games all the time, it was like there were not really screens and lights and mm. scrolling projections on every surface or just this video right and, and <laughs> one even in Dodger Stadium is even and, is, is one of the like it's it's almost quote unquote behind the times with how yeah. much they do they still do a lot of it but compared to other ballparks yeah. it is it's it's really amazing how um you know we've talked about this on the show several times about just the the noise that is at a ballpark and how you just want there to be that just just a little right. bit of quiet right. there's a little bit of, of we don't need all of the projections all the video boards all that stuff yeah it's it's i mean do you remember going to memorial stadium you mean nothing it was none of that yeah i mean there weren't really a lot of big ads there there weren't anything really no no it was just the game you just yeah. were really watching the game and we have of course fantastic seats thank you very much of course um were you so familiar we, with any of the current orioles players or you know no not at all yeah i mean no. when did you when do you remember fully not well, I mean, did you ever really follow the game on a daily basis or or like even as a kid? I think I did in like high school. Okay. Um with your boyfriend. Because he was so into it. You know, I'm I hate to be that girl. No, it's all right. It's good to do stuff totally for your partner. Yeah. No, you had to do it. totally that girl. He was so into it, so therefore <laughs> we were watching ESPN all the time. <laughs> um because he was such an Orioles fan. Right. Uh so so yeah, but it was funny because after the game or 
after I went to the game with you, I was at a Home Depot mm-hmm. and a dude had an Oriole shirt on. And all of a sudden I started noticing it more. I'm like, hey. Yeah. It's tribal. Yeah. So that was really cool. But um, did they did the Orioles win this particular game? It did in like yeah. fifteen extra. It was it was a long game. It was one of the first point. times actually ever in my life that that both both Tracy and I did have to leave because I had a flight to take. I had we were going to that game and I thought, oh, this is perfect. It's a noon game. I, I'm taking the red eye tonight to go to Boston actually to see Mr. Anthony Rapp sing the national anthem at Fenway Park. And so I was like, oh, it's perfect. A noon game. There's no way it's going to take five hours. And of course, the game took five it hours. Like I got to my flight at the absolute last oh, second. Oh, really? Okay, oh, yeah. Good. I felt bad to, to, for making No, you no, no. Because I had to drop was, you. Because I dropped. Like, no, 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 no. I'm dying. And it was also heat. 200 degrees. It was 200 degrees. And, and it I was just. I love this game, but we're in inning like 11. <laughs> no, we <laughs> left actually in the 14th. Yeah, like We yeah, stayed we, pretty through two, through two seven inning stretches. And yeah. I was like, I got a flight to catch. Tracy was about was like, to melt. I'm so di- I'm dying. Yeah. So it, it, we had to, to leave, unfortunately. I've never been to a long and extra inning game. I think I've maybe been to one that maybe 10th or 11th inning. Yeah. I would like to. I would. I well, would like it's fun when it's not a million degrees. When yeah, it's not course. like, and, and when you're sitting. It's so tense. You it's, know, you're sitting in tension. Exactly. You're actually sitting in. It's just like, it's somebody score at oh, some yeah. point. I mean, I want my team to score. But somebody. So somebody score. Well, every that's when it's like playoff <gasps> hockey at that point, where where you can't take your your eyes off off the field because every single ball that's put in play, you can feel everyone in the entire stadium, just their collective chests compressing. Yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a long game, and you and and, and, <laughs> and that third out when that third out from the home team comes, you can hear. Every, Oh. <laughs> Everybody just knows. I want to go home. You know, I just want to go home. And we're there with like these enthusiastic fans and they're screaming. Oh, those kids. Those kids are like, strike him out. Strike him out. I was like, oh, <laughs> Every time little, someone had like, two. Cheers. I was like, oh, these are really cute cheers, except for you're cheering for the wrong team. Yeah. Mm. There, there are some very adorable Dodger fans behind us who every time someone had two strikes on them, whether it's an 0-2 count, 1-2 uh, count, or 2-2 count, or 3-2 count, it was... Oh, and two, what you gonna do? Strike them out. out. Strike them out. out. It was unbelievable. <laughs> One and two. What you, they did it every time. Every it was cute at first. I was like, okay, all right, kids. Okay. That, that's enough. But then it was kind of nice because there were some of the, some like old timers that when mm-hmm. they like when the kids weren't paying attention on like the 13th inning and some old timers like, hey, oh, and two. What you, like they and tried to get funny. them to do it because yeah. it was, it was pretty, pretty, pretty cute. But yeah, um, but it was like the cadence was very like, strike it out. Uh-huh. Straight game out. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this little like? Well, that's what you get from Little League. You know, did you, I'm assuming you never got a chance to play Little League either then. No, I did not play Little League. Okay. Um, No, yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't like a, I didn't really play sports as a kid. I no. wasn't very coordinated. Mainly theatrical. My, my coordination came late. Like my athleticism mm-hmm. came later. That's weird. That's a weird thing to say, but like I, I no, just your body late, developed. Yeah, into, I was, a, into I was a late bloomer. Sure, I was like the slowest one <laughs> until like maybe um, middle school. I started getting fast. And you're super artsy too. And then and super super artsy, yeah. And then I went to an arts high school, which had right. no sports. You so know. was this boyfriend of yours at the same high school or they, or they? No, he was at a different high school. Okay. So, and so um, he had sports at his. High yeah, yeah. He was, he played baseball. He was a pitcher. And did you go and watch his games? Yeah. I would sit in the dugout. <gasps> they literally, I was, I was at so many games. I was like, just sit in the dugout. I was on the, I was on the bench with the dudes. Screaming at the <laughs> No, that's, that's fantastic. No, it isn't. I was literally screaming at the team. Like, 
You know, it's like Bull Durham. She's Annie from Bull Durham. I totally it, was in the dugout. Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. Like, that's I was so paid cool. to be there. And I didn't even go to that school. They're like, Trace, just sit in the... We need your chatter. Come on. Come on. We need your chatter. <laughs> See, that's the one thing I think you bring to a ballpark that, that not many uh, others do. You can, you've got a mouth on you that can really, <laughs> really enrage the opposition. And, Is that what you're doing when you're watching the game? A little you're bit. A little, little bit here little and there. Bit, a little bit here and there, but we're, we're in like enemy territory. But give me, so yeah. give me an example. Like, I want well, to give an example. I don't even have to be inspired. See, and that's the thing. I think that's what I like about her. Okay, so, so Adrian Gonzalez, their first baseman, who's a big home run hitter, comes to the plate. I don't know. It's you got to be in the moment. It's. it's, really it's I wish. Hard. I wish we would have run a recorder uh, <laughs> while we were there. I didn't realize I was because, doing it. Oh no! Everyone, it made me laugh every time because she was being very respectful. Because it's always tough when you go into enemy territory and, and you start. <laughs> oh, look, I was surrounded by the enemy. Oh yeah, no, we, we were surrounded by, by by Dodger fans. We were sitting behind home plate at Dodger Stadium, so you're pretty much all around yeah, sure. Dodger fans, and and you rep the O's, and and it was great to see. But uh, yeah, every once in a while, when when there'd be a big big play happening, she someone would, went wrong. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she would you got eyes? Can't you see? <laughs> I don't oh, know where. <laughs> Did were people like looking back? No, nah, people are good. People, yeah, are good. people were good. But it was. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, that was loud." <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be all loud like that. So this is a, might be a weird question, but do you have a favorite kind of play? Like, do you love a do you? I mean, a big home run or a great defensive play? Or I mean, a great I love a home run. I, I mean, I, I love a home run. It's just because it just defies logic. Like, how can anybody hit a ball that far? But sometimes it's just it's kind of freakish and and it's weird. But I love a really great double play. I mean, I just love, it's so thrilling. It's so thrilling when it's it just is. like because it seems like the, the time slows down mm. because they're so in control of like, oh, we do this in practice every day. Here we go. One, two, three, boom, boom, boom. You What's know, meanwhile, ballet? you see the footwork it is. of it. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> meanwhile, the, the batter is running for Jesus. <laughs> so it's like time is, is, is different. So you're looking at the runner and the runner's like, and you're looking at the players are like, and boom, and throw, and mm. throw. And it's like, they have all the patience and time in the world. And it's a beautiful thing to look at. Meanwhile, so we're digging our heels in. <laughs> like, there's mud flying everywhere, <laughs> you know. So I, I love that too. I mean, it is a, very, very satisfying. Do you have a specific play that you enjoy more than anything, Mr. Rap? I mean, I just love I love defense live mm -hmm. when because live you can when you can really see the arc of the ball mm -hmm. off the bat and you can see in real time both things happening where the the fielder like say like a great mm -hmm. diving catch in the outfield mm -hmm. you're seeing the ball off the bat and you're seeing it fly through the air at the same time as you're mm -hmm. seeing the the fielder running mm -hmm. to it and then making the play like that kind of play I love so much. Yeah, right. see, being able to understand how they can track the ball so accurately when yeah. they are 30 40 feet away and for those of you who've never sat, you know, uh uh and in a vantage point at a ball game where you can see the ball off the bat, it doesn't go as straight as we like to imagine. It kind of corkscrews. It kind of like as 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 they hit it, it oftentimes it will go on a curve basically. And to be able to watch these guys standing in the outfield and they know, all right, I'm here and I need to go to that where that ball is going to be, not where it is now. I need to figure out in about 0.01 seconds where that ball is going to be and to see them do that so effortlessly and just as if it's nothing is I'm, I'm with you like it, that's one of the most beautiful things that you can see because they do make it look 
so simple and it's so frustrating. We're like, how do you do that? Yeah, and then when you see an amazing catch and release that happened like Absolutely. within seconds, like how how did you coordinate catch, roll, and throw? Well, yes. I mean the Willie Mays catch, <laughs> the catch. Yes. People the forget catch about that was also the throw, right? There you go. It. People forget. Yes, he made the catch. I have the a picture of that brilliant. signed picture of that yep. on my wall. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in rent someday. Maybe I'll get one too. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but you actually watched them sign. Wait, no, wait, hold on. He signed it. Per I mean, he signed it to me because yeah, I was no, talking to no, him. Yeah. I didn't have one. Um, Tracy, I, I realized I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen maybe once. I, th I actually think I did see one at Dodger Stadium. Now I'm remembering the the one time I was at Dodger Stadium. There was a, a guy trying to stretch a single into a double, and I saw. I was going to say I don't think I've seen a great throw from the outfield that that nailed a runner, but okay. I'm pretty sure that I saw. Yeah, I saw mm -hmm. a, an amazing throw from the outfield that nailed mm -hmm. a runner trying to you know get to well, extra then, base. And we were at the game uh, in 2015 when when Abisail Garcia, oh, yeah, the Chicago White Sox, run. robbed a home run that yeah. would have been a game-winning home yeah. run, and he just jumped. I'd say good six feet in the air. I mean, he jumped yeah. high above yeah. the fence and just snagged it. You know, from from the uh, from the stands there, and I'll that was one of the coolest reactions sitting next to Anthony in that game. He free, in in a millisecond, I knew Anthony Rapp at nine years old because he just he devolved into a child and how crazy excited he was to see this play. And it was yeah. So there's there's something really, you know, chicks dig the long ball was the line back from from the the 90s, and you know, it's the whole home runs are the cool sexy thing, but. A great double play, yeah. a great throw from the outfield, a great you know snag will get me out of my seat ten times more than than a great home run. It's just so satisfying because yeah. it's just like the coordination that absolutely. Well, and also because for that for that second and a half, two seconds that the ball's in the air, everyone's like, oh god, you know you've got this, just defeat us. Well, all right, they're gonna score here, and then to see it out of nowhere just completely change like, nope. the course of the game is yeah, it's thrilling. And obviously it's, it's when you're on the other side of that, when it's your team on offense, it's just, it's so demoralizing. And so just what do we have to do to beat these guys, which was a lot, what was happening at that Dodger Oriole yeah, game that we went to, which is like, what, cause they were hitting the ball on the nose and they were, it was, it's not it's like it was, it was just a bunch of weak grounders. Like it was an exciting game and both of us were like, what, more do these guys have to do? I was ripping my hair out. I was yeah. like, I, 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 Dying. So, did you get attached to any of the 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 more current Orioles players from watching them live? I mean, was everybody uh, that no, sort of jumped it was out just, at you? It was just the team as a whole. It wasn't like one person per se. It was just. Well, do you have so a lot of pride together. for your city? Do you have a lot of of because uh, like, you haven't lived in Baltimore in a long, long time? One would imagine. When when's the last time you lived there? I was eighteen. So okay, so <laughs> it's been about five years. Yep. And. Um, <laughs> So in the last five years, uh, <laughs> do you go? Do you get to go back to the city very often? Because your dad still lives there. I mean, and... my parents live there. I, I go back as often as I can. I went back like twice this summer. Okay. Um, and now that I'm here for a while on the East Coast, I'll probably go. You know, um, Betsy Wolf is trying to get us. Yeah, off. we we didn't mention that Tracy Toms is part of the reason she's able to be on the podcast is we're in New York and she's rehearsing falsettos and Broadway musicals. She's going to be back. That she's going to be back yes. on the Broadway. Yes, she's singing. Her return to the Great White Way. This is aside from Rent. This is your only other time being on a Broadway musical, right? Yes, yeah. and act it's actually my first full, from start to finish musical in almost twenty years. Really? Like what do you mean real? in terms of like than... rehearsal, like the whole rehearsal oh, where you, process? Yeah, where you didn't replace. Yeah, yeah, I, I replaced yes. on bro. I, yes. I replaced on and rent, and that's only yeah. two weeks of rehearsal, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we only I only did it for five weeks. Right. This is 
rather daunting. People just think this is just something I do. I'm like, it used to be, but I haven't done a musical like, and the first day of rehearsal and learn the music and sit there and block it and blah, blah, blah mm. for six weeks. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, it's, and then run it eight shows a week it's, it's hard out for here, yeah. months. Yeah. I'm Yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's tough life, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, it? it actually really is. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing, but it's like, oh, oh man, I, I this have... is work. You know, when I did my first Broadway play, um, I was in the play with Alfred Woodard. And Alfred Woodard was like, I just forgot how hard. This is like digging dishes work. <laughs> every day, all six, you know, for six hours a day, and then mm-hmm. eight shows a week, mm-hmm. sometimes twice in a day. I mean, it seems it, it's living the dream, but it really mm-hmm. is like. I remember being out on the If Then tour with with Anthony and his crew, and I, I would be like, Hey, you guys want to go out or you know do whatever? And someone would be like, Oh yeah, we'd love to, but we've got rehearsals. Like, wait, y'all been doing this show for like months now or years now for some of you. What do you need to rehearse? But you still got to rehearse every so often. Replacements and, and yeah, and, it, it, it is. and eight shows. Like I say, yeah, I, I'm as far away from y'all's life as possible, but but it is exhausting for me to even hear about it through yeah. my friends that are on on you know. Uh, and you're singing and dancing in musicals, <laughs> which you're not doing in plays in the same way. You know, sure. you can't like hang out the way you want to. People think, oh, and I would go, we'll go out after the show. I'm like, ah, nope. Nope. <laughs> you're not going to join our I poker gotta, game here? I got to sing tomorrow, so I can't, no. you know. Yeah. No, I don't play poker. Oh, okay. I have respect for the game, but I don't. Well, that's why you come play with us. We like to teach people. It's, it's, I, it's, I know. It's I feel very... like you guys have that thing. You're like, well, come, yeah. we'll teach you. Yeah. I'm going to go back to LA being a, a baseball aficionado. And Absolutely. A, and, a, and a poker genius. Why yes. not? Why not? Why not? What's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what happened to you? I'm like, well, she's in this musical, and I got obsessed with poker and baseball. Right? Could be worse. We're just going to take a brief break so that I can tell you how to get in touch with Anthony or me. You can follow us on Twitter at ClubhousePod. Visit our website, clubhousepodcast.com, for extensive links and information about some of the baseball moments we discussed on the show. There are also photos from our cross-country road trip for you to peruse at your leisure. We love hearing from our listeners and getting you involved with the discussion. So please email us at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite baseball stories, your favorite baseball films, why your team or ballpark is so special. Or honestly, just if you want to say hello. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse Podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, please take a look at our archives, like our chat with the lawyer who cleaned up baseball, Charles Sheeler. He is an utterly fascinating man. In this clip, Charles talks to us about his experience in the Roger Clemens congressional hearings. Well, they brought Clemens back. I sat next to him at a hearing, um, and on the other side was his trainer, Brian McNamee, who yeah. had who had uh, provided him with the, the steroids, which, of course, Roger denied. But basically, I was put there as sort of a, a potted plant to keep these two guys apart so they didn't, like, start strangling each other. Yeah. And it was like the worst middle seat you ever had on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was just um, the, <laughs> the tension between these two guys was palpable yeah. and the other thing is roger was just clearly so incredibly nervous about what what was going on and now back to our conversation with tracy toms is there something about baseball that that sticks out to you outside of just like the day-to-day outside of a specific player or a specific player or anything like that what is it about just if someone were to ask you tracy why do you like baseball 
Uh, there's so many things I like about baseball. I mean, I know I have a lot of friends who are like, baseball's too boring. I can't watch it. I'm like, right. I've always loved it because it's not just like, I, I, I mean, I actually like the speed of the game. I like that it's fair. You know, it's like, it feels like a very fair game. It's like you get three chances. <laughs> you know, it's not like the ball comes to you and you got it. That's it. You got three chances up at bat, you know, and it's all like threes, you know what I mean? It's like three, it's three chances up at bat. There's three bases. You know, you have all these, these moments up at play. You, you can live a whole life when you're, when you go up and, you know, you get up to the, you get up to the, the, the home plate and you're swinging and the ball comes and you hit it and you got to, you got to get from one, one spot to the next one, get, get to first base. Sure. And then you got to get from first base to second base. It's very strategic. It's like all the minutia of it. Um, it's just, and it's very dramatic and slow, but fast. I mean, the moments are fast and slow and it's just, I don't know. I love all of it. Sure. You're speaking my language. Absolutely. I love when all I, of it. And I like, you I'm know, not, I feel like I'm a weirdo saying you guys are just staring at me. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> like, Look where you're sitting. Like, you're, my, you're surrounded by no. baseball hats and baseballs and, and, and like, this is, this is, trust me, I, yeah. <laughs> you are in a safe space to, to nerd out about stuff like this. And the, the threes is really interesting to me because it is, you got three strikes, you got three outs, you've got the way I've always looked at games is it is broken into almost thirds in and of itself where mm -hmm. you've got the first three innings, the next three innings and the third three innings mm -hmm. where it's, it's when I'm watching a game, I'm, I, I'm consuming it in a way that it's like the first three innings, I want to be able to, to jump on this guy. I want to be able to see if I can chase the starter out of, of, of the game. If I can't do that, these next three innings are incredibly important to try and figure out whether or not we're going to be able to get into their bullpen, whether or not we're going to be able to, if we don't score now, for some teams, the last three innings, they got their best pitchers coming out of that bullpen. So basically, those middle three are the only opportunity we're going to have to be able to get a run on the board. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the final three innings where, you know, you've got to basically either close the door for the other, the other team or you've got that last ditch effort. So it's kind of a three act play the way I look at it, where it's right. it's I, I kind of I, I like the fact that that's one thing that sticks out to you because it is something that right. from a nerdy perspective, it, it, it is. It, it's just it's very structured. And numerology three is pretty important too, right? Well, yeah, it is. And it's, I don't know much about that. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know the, um, I can't really speak on that specifically, but I know that the, you know, people talk about three is a lucky number and the oh, three okay. is the, the, the repetition of threes in baseball has always stuck out to me. I'm like, everything is a, it's divisible by three. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd. No. <laughs> three outs and a half inning, six outs and a full inning, 27 outs for a game. You know, it's, it's yeah. It, the, the, the nine players. On nine the players on each. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, oh, uh, I got very excited there. Uh, but uh, It's falling. Is that falling by the ball? Oh, it is about to fall. Mm -hmm. Good eye. Our whole setup was about to come crashing down. Yeah. But then, you know, but the, at the at the base of it, you know, you have to hit this round ball. <laughs> With a round bat, like it should be impossible. Like nobody should be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's you know people can run around the bases and stuff sure. like that. Like you know if you if you have movable legs, you can get from base to base. I, mean, yeah. I guess, but I don't even know, I understand how anybody gets on base. I don't, <laughs> I don't even understand how it ever comes to that because how do you hit a ball coming at you 100 miles an hour yeah. with a round bat and and determine which direction it's going to go when it doesn't go backwards? It doesn't go into the not a foul. But I don't understand it. It's I understand it, but then I don't understand it at the same time. Absolutely. There's, so this magical element about it to me. Then I'm like, how did this? Well, every professional professional athlete that I've interviewed, football, basketball, hockey, golf, tennis, any non-baseball uh, professional athlete, every single one of them 
well, okay, most of them have admitted that the hardest thing to do in all professional sports, doesn't matter, you just say, what's the hardest thing in all professional sports? And it's to hit a major league curveball. It's yeah. a, a, how do you hit a baseball, like you said, a round ball with a round bat squarely. How do you do that? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Like, we shouldn't be able to do that. No. Remember when Michael, <laughs> was it a, it Michael Jordan trying to play baseball? Yep, he did, he did. The, the, the best athlete of all time was like, and sucks at that. Go back to basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now we've got the, the great Tim Tebow yeah, who's thinking trying. about uh, dipping a toe into the baseball yeah. world, which... Uh, God bless that man. I just, you know, he's going to make his money. However, he's going to make his money. I mean, there's but... a lot of people who are good at a lot of sports and, you know, and God bless them. But yeah, you know, but unless you're Bo Jackson you or Deion Sanders, it's, it's, right. it's tough to be able to, to do the, the, mo- I mean, and if you're going to be a baseball player, you pretty much got to focus on being just a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, I mean, talking about the grind of, uh, building a musical from the ground up. We've discussed this on the podcast before. I mean, baseball and 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 theater acting, I think, are very very similar in just the daily grind of you got to be there every day. You got to work out every single day. You know, I talk about why do you need to rehearse six months into your if then tour. For a lot of these guys, why do we need to, you know, practice taking grounders twenty years into our major league career? Because you got to stay fresh, you got to stay sharp, yeah. you got to keep on doing it, and and you know it's. So I think there is a bit of a kinship between what you do and what a professional baseball player does, and I guarantee you that most of them will look what you do and say, "I don't." How, how do you stand on stage in front of thirteen hundred people, so you know, open and vulnerable to humiliation, and sing right. and dance and and do all these things? You know, I'm sure they they say the same me. thing. Okay, that's enough. That's funny, sir. False Idols closes October 28th. That's funny. Tracy Tom's too nervous. It's her fault. If you were, if you're a member of the Orioles, would you? How would you wear your pants? You know the different styles. I like the I like the stirrups. I like the old school tight pants with. I mean, mind you, it's it's enjoyable for me. Reasons being a heterosexual female, but but I just like. I like the uh, the ritual of it. I like all of that. You know what I mean? I mean, some of them look like pajama pants now. I'm like, you in your pajamas. Are you a ritualistic person outside yes. of Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Anthony is not. I am. Anthony is not. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a creature of habit for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. um like I will, I do uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a weirdo. Sorry. I am. I have all CDs <laughs> so you mean the stirrups not just the high socks? Cuz there's two different things. Yeah, you know. Oh, you- I, I just I just like the tight pants. I'm a fan of the tight pants. Okay, yeah, because some of the some of the some of the high sock pants are also baggy. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, she wants the old school stirrups, uh, high yeah. socks, and and no, I'm, I'm as a heterosexual male. I also agree with you for for different reasons, but I, I agree. Well, I, I mean, the stirrups. I don't really know how the stirrups themselves are functional. I'm not sure. I don't know what they do. Are they keeping the socks up? Yes, and the pants at that level. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the mechanics of it, but it feels like... It looks good. Well, it feels like if you're running, like, extra material could right. hinder the, the actual... I love some of these ballplayers that wear big old gold chains. And yeah, do you remember like, Delman Young? Yeah, you Not said, Delman, yeah. Dimitri. Go Dimitri, yeah, not, uh, yeah. Dimitri Young, the meat hook, uh, played for, for the Tigers. The meat hook was a, a large gentleman. I love I loved Dimitri, but he was a big, big boy. And he would wear this giant gold chain 
And as he ran the bases, he would hold on to it with one hand and run around the bases like this. Like, what are you doing, Dimitri? Did he tend to smash balls all the time? Yes. Yeah, he, so he yeah. didn't really run under pressure. No, he did not. Okay, he was a very <laughs> big boy. Yeah, he would try. That he would, would try. Be yes, that's, that's, that's it. Was, it was a try. It wasn't a full <laughs> yeah. on, I'm going to run. Yeah. It wasn't a Prince Fielder cannonball esque. Yeah, like, I'm going to. He's like have Babe a, Ruth, just like There it is. It was. And he had that gold chain, and it made me, oh, I love the meat hook. He was a. Fascinating, fascinating man. Well, um, I know a lot of people come up with like gimmicks for themselves or like yes. branding. It's weird how people f- come up with little things like that that become like their thing. Right now, there's and a gentleman known for it, Edwin Encarnacion, who yes. plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, and he's the parrot man because every time he hits a home run, he rounds the bases with his arm out like this as he's running, and that's how he runs the bases. You, and we're we're on we're in a listening environment. You are well. I was explaining to Tracy. I would I imagine that most Listen. of our listeners. So his arm is out at a forty-five degree angle. It as is if as he if he's a parrot on it, like as a pipe. if you're holding up a parrot. <laughs> yes, okay. and and I'm not sure. I actually don't know the origins of this. I don't know if he wanted to have a perch for a parrot or if that was what the tv guys put on him and saying what is he doing with that arm it looks like a parrot could be there but, but he but it's very deliberate like he really it's a wing it's it's, it's a, a wing yeah. he it is it he we, does we it we saw him do it we were at a game yeah in, and and in, it's, in it's not functional it. at all not even a little bit no only at home runs it's only at home runs and he and, oh. and the wing goes up and it's now i've seen some kids in little league world series actually doing it which and makes me laugh i love it when little kids will will mimic the the i mean look when i was a kid and I play basketball, speaking of Michael Jordan, my mm-hmm. tongue was out. Like, I, I, there was no need for my tongue to be out, but I wagged that thing because MJ did it. So right. I'm going to do it Therefore too. Therefore, you're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, that's, I love the idiosyncrasies of, of just yeah. weirdness that happens. I love that. I just love the, um, the nuance of, of baseball and that, that, that other sports don't really have. The other sure. sports are just fast and furious. It's just like, go. <laughs> it doesn't play. People are crashing at each other, you know, whatever, run the ball <laughs> in or whatever. The, the minutia gets lost. The little, you know, I love the communication in between the pitcher and the um, umpire, not the umpire, the, the, well, umpire. the pitching coach, the manager, the catcher. Oh. They all sometimes talk to them. Yeah, everyone, yeah. you've got yeah, all the, the signs. Umpire, yes, got, all got, the signs. And yeah. that, I love like the little nope, 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 yep. <laughs> you know, but that little nope, 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 and like the, the, the fingers are going. It's like, uh-uh, yeah, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, yeah. Okay, I'll do that one. You know what I mean? And yeah. all the communication and and the the batter trying to psych out the the pitcher and sure. I mean, I love all of it. It's just the best movie ever. <laughs> I just get lost in those little things. But that, I, I, what I share with you too, in, in terms of the the minutia, is that because it all is happening, everything is so separated yeah. and distinct. You can really take see in. Yeah. You can really see it. And when I watch basketball, I mean, I can appreciate athleticism and I can appreciate great shots, but there's so much going on. It's so fast that I don't, I can't, I know that if people know what they're looking at, they can appreciate the zone defense or whatever. You For know, sure. And they, they have all that kind of communication between all the But it's all the so, well. it's like and a big know blob what kind of, of screens they're energy. running, all that's like that. Yeah. You know, whereas baseball is like sure. elemental, elemental, mm-hmm. elemental, elemental. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, maybe I'm just a, I have a simple mind. Maybe that's what that means that I just have a simple mind. No, I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm like no. I was gonna pick you up on that one. I was gonna let well, that one sit. Well, yes, you do have a simple mind. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need we need things to be separated to to see them. <laughs> Just they don't. Maybe our minds don't. Move no, I don't know. I mean, enough. baseball can be one of the most complex sports on the planet if you really dive crazy deep into it. But it it can also be incredibly simple. I mean, it's it's the Bull Durham quote of you know you you, you hit the ball, you catch the ball, you know you throw the ball. It's 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 a pretty simple you game. Run around the bases, yeah. yeah, it's it's a pretty simple game. But within that, at least I mean, just just that that um, 
every single at bat, you have a pitcher and a catcher doing everything they can to fool this batter. Mm-hmm. And it is this long con of a game where, where the batter will sometimes, I've seen Miguel Cabrera do this. I've seen uh, Adrian Beltre do this, where they will swing at quote unquote bad pitches early in the game just to kind of fool the pitcher into thinking a little bit later on, ooh, I'm going to throw him that same pitch. And when they do, they tee off on it because they were kind of acting and pretending like they couldn't hit it earlier because we're going to set you up too. And it is fun to watch that kind of stuff develop. Right. right. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me more nerdy now. See? That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> Our goal in life is to create conversions. Absolutely. Well, we got to go to more baseball games. That's that's yeah. that's really the number one way to be able to do this is to go to more baseball games. Yeah, I have a, a friend who is a strength and conditioning coach with the Washington Nationals. Okay. Who called me this morning, like, "Hey, I'm in Baltimore. We're playing Orioles. Are you here? Do you want to come to a game? Does your father want to come to a game? I can set anybody up in your family with a game." So, Aww, that's great. Um, so that was this morning. Shout out to Patrick Panico. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then he, it's so funny because I had an audition years ago for, to play a softball player. Um, so I was like, Patrick, you gotta get me ready for this audition because they were like, no throwing like a girl. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to take offense to that because mm-hmm. a lot of girls could yeah. throw a lot of dudes. So mm-hmm. let's stop that. But anyway, I'm going to throw like a girl really, really well. It's, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm happy to throw like a girl. I'm a girl. I'm going to throw like, like a I'm yes. going to throw like a girl because that's, I'm a that's girl. what I am. And it's going to be great. And I'm going to blow right by you. But anyway. So try not to so miss I like a boy. To, I had to really like work on this. That softball pitch is. Oh, it's completely different. Crazy. Oh, it's completely different. And I was different. like, I have to swing my arm. And just, <laughs> I, oh, my God. I'm going to swing my arm off. Did you ever play softball? No. I Broadway played, softball I, league or anything I like that? Played, I played on the softball league for Cole Case. Okay. And, uh. And we got really competitive. I mean, I was at I was at the batting cages. This is what I was doing <laughs> at the batting cages because I might be a little bit competitive. That's all right. Um, what yeah. position did you play? I was like outfield. I made a good play once. They put me in the play. <laughs> That's all right. I just I love how competitive these these entertainment leagues get. Like I, I yeah. went to a bunch of Broadway right. softball league games uh, this year. Saw some of our friends that are uh, in Mormon. And oh my God, just the the intensity that there there That's was very serious. Yeah, yeah, I was like, you people have yeah. a show to do in like four hours. How about you not try to murder each other on the field? Right. But if you're if you're doing people it for are solo, running you're folks over. I've never done a show long enough where you just like, oh, I've been doing it for a year, so it's yeah. just you know, I know it. I don't have to like. Well, it's not even just that. It's more so like I saw actual plays at the plate where people were running over the catcher, and I was like. Duh. Y'all gonna get hurt. Like this is please don't do yeah, this. Yeah, but after a while it's like, well, I gotta live my life. Oh, I've been on the okay. show for two years. You know what I'm saying? I can't like but you know, we have okay. understudies for a reason and I, <laughs> I know the show. I can do the show in my sleep. I've never done a show that long right, to, right, to right, experience right. that. Like I, yeah, let's show up and whatever and do the show. Um but yeah, I mean our cold case team, our almost our entire cast played on the softball team. And usually yeah. the cast doesn't really play. Just it's the crew. for the crew. Yeah, yeah. But like Danny Pino could have been a professional baseball player he's from miami he's cuban i mean like seriously his whole like family serious i mean he was our pitcher and um you know and i played and jeremy ratsford could smash a ball and trot you know Mm -hmm. around the thing you know one time we were playing on like it was on halloween and he came in a b costume jeremy ratsford came in a b costume (laughs) 
and and smashed a home run in a bee costume. And ran this amazing. got very, very serious, you know. And then <laughs> a very good friend of mine, um, who I was kind of dating, who I was dating at the time, another guy, sorry. I have all these connections to boys who play baseball. <laughs> um, um, he played on a rival team. So we would play against him sometimes, and it got very serious. Oh, you know, it got very serious because my team were like, "Okay, so here's what you got to do: the night before you play, you guys got to go out, go to a bar, you get him really drunk, and whatever." Because <laughs> so he was he he could really run. He was very very fast. Sure. Um, and I was like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Hey, let's go out." He's like, "Nope, I got a baseball game in the morning. I'm not going out with you." I'm like, no, nah. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> Hey, anything you know, anything you can do. I'm in he full favor the rival of that. team, and then anything you at one time do. he 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 ran so fast he could run. He ran home on a on a on a single ground. He, it was a sure, single. Sure, sure. He ran first, all yeah, the yeah. way home. That's sort of like the old. There was who the, who did the clock in the Negro leagues? The, I still can't believe. He did oh that. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, there was a player that that in the Negro oh, league. We went to the name? amazing Negro leagues museum in Kansas City, but. There was somebody that they clocked as probably the fastest runner ever in the history of baseball, and it was a similar kind of thing. Like he mm-hmm. could run from from home to home around the bases. Like I'm gonna look that up and put that on Clubhouse Podcast. Faster than yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, that's how the, that's how this. And nobody could believe he was still running. Yeah, <laughs> and like Danny Pino looked at him as he's a rounding third. He has the ball. And he he's like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> like I have the ball." And he tried to like. He tried to get him out and he couldn't. <laughs> no. He slid and was like, no, God. I was like, oh. and everybody's looking at me like, Tracy. I'm like, it's not my fault. <laughs> you are not doing your job for the You're team. You're not doing your job. Let's You're not go. sabotaging him. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Do you know much about the Negro Leagues? Did you, did, uh, uh, I mean, because Eddie Murray growing up, uh, I don't think he played in the Negro Leagues, but I, I, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, yeah, he's, he, was, he wasn't old enough. To play yeah, him. yeah, he's too young. Uh, Brooks, uh, no, Brooks he was, Robinson, yeah, right? No, he was too old. Yeah, I'm trying to think if anybody from those, those O's teams that you followed would have played. Frank Robinson? I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, I, I went to, um, in, uh, Kansas City. I went to the Negro League. So you did go the to the Negro League Museum. Yeah, museum. Yeah. How fantastic is it's that? It's beautiful. It is unbelievable how how tragic slash inspiring it is. It really is. It really is beautiful. Just, and there was a moment like uh, there was a moment in in, in Black history, but recent Black um, trends, you know, uh, of of Black awareness and, and within the Black community, sure. where wearing wearing a Negro League jerseys was a big thing. Yeah. You know, Spike Lee would do it a lot. And, mm. and that was a thing for a minute, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. But sort of that went away? That's not a thing it's, not, it's, not, it's not a way, but it was really in fashion at one point right. um, to learn about it. And actually, there was a, get this, there was a Negro League female baseball team called the Blue Bells, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I was looking into it for a minute to make a movie about it. <gasps> That would be amazing. Yeah. We are all 100% in favor of that idea happening. Right? That's a good idea, right? You know, yeah. Nobody steal you know my idea. <laughs> listen to me. You, I don't know if you remember, but like Satchel Paige was the most popular player. Mm-hmm. Like he, if he played anywhere, the, the every stadium would sell out wherever it was. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that's what I love about the Negro Leagues. I mean, and, and uh, Anthony and I had, you can go back into our archives and listen to, to the episode where he and I visited it. But, I specifically remember leaving that museum being so conflicted with my emotions because on the one side, you're like, ugh, why does all this need to have happened? But on the other side, 
look what amazing stuff came out of such negativity mm-hmm. and and you know hammer and hank aaron the the greatest home run hitter in the history of of all time i should say arguably but i think it's 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 i, I believe he is um got his start with the indianapolis clowns and the negro leagues you know this this harlem globetrotters-esque type type entertainment team yet you had this 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 man who was just uh, a, a freak of nature when it comes to being able to hit a baseball and the only people that would take him, you know, what, what was going to have to be this, this joke, this gimmick, but they made something beautiful out of it and they made, right. and they made so many people happy and barnstorming and going from town to town was such an incredible thing that I mean, even white, there, there's a misconception that only black people would watch the Negro leagues. No, I mean, white folks would come into the stands and watch it, but even to, to have something specifically for the black community in the 20s, 30s, et cetera, right. is, is incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, we'll make a way. That's just how we do, how we do things. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that there were more black we'll folk involved in baseball today, that they're just, there's not nearly enough American-born black men and women, for that matter, that are involved in baseball, and, and it's something that... that you're, you're talking about not the players? You're talking Both about, players, both front players. office, coaches, et cetera. I would like more black people in general, to be involved with the game. I get there's a lot of hurdles to, to, to you know, finding a, a baseball field in, in some in city communities right. is very, very yeah, difficult. Yeah, it's all about access. Yeah, it's all about access. And, and, and I get that. And the equipment is crazy, stupid, expensive for, mm-hmm. for anybody, you know, for, right. for uh, no matter what your skin color is. But it's, it's... Right, you know, and that's why... Uh, you know, pretty much free sports for inner city kids. We all we we tend to excel at them. Yep. I mean, I mean, just mm. you know, basketball. You need one ball and a hoop. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can make it happen anywhere. Yep. Football. You need one pigskin. Yep. That's it. That's all you need. Really. Yep. I mean, equipment is important, but you'll play without equipment. Exactly. You know. Um. Yeah, but to have a ball, a mitt, a glove, uh, you know, all that stuff, and be able to have the space. Yeah, because yeah. football, you can just create your own field yeah. wherever you want, even right. if it's not. Go to a park, you can do it. But yeah, to to, to actually have a diamond, <laughs> yeah, you, need, yeah. you need kind of a diamond. Yeah, it's... you know, I mean, back in the day, I mean, stickball was a big thing. You know, in, yes, in New York City, and I was asking one of a cab drivers, not a cab driver, it was a transport person when I was working here on Brain Dead. Um, I was like, do you ever see stickball happen anymore? He was mm. like, no, but stickball used to be everywhere. Yeah, and I was like, what were the rules? So I was asking. <laughs> This guy was like, "What were the rules of, of stickball?" And he was like, "Well, you know, you had one porch that was a thing, and you had another porch that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had to try not to hit any cars, but you know, people just kind of knew you were gonna get your cars hit if you play, if you parked there." Blah blah blah. That's awesome. That's funny. Like stick a handball, like handball yeah. was a big thing. I'm like, do people still play handball? They still have handball courts here. Sure. The big wall, just a wall in the middle of the court. They do in the uh, by the comedy cellar down in uh, the West Village. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they I, I'll see guys, and I'll they see. They still folks. play handball I, every once in a while. I'll see folks. Yeah, with the glove and all that, and smacking it back. And no, and it's really kind of fun to watch that because yeah. those guys take it crazy seriously, and it's super fun to watch the intensity at which they're doing right. that. Right, I kind of miss those. Like, yeah, well, even right now. I, so Anthony is is, and this might uh, we're, we're I don't know when the placement of this episode dropping is going to be, but but Anthony is is about to have a pretty fun, cool experience of of singing the national anthem at, at Wrigley, but also throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley and you ice in your, your ice yeah in your there's a couple of gulps happening and so <laughs> we've been trying to find a place to uh, warm up his arm and I was just thinking that tomorrow we're gonna warm up his arm a little bit but even off the top of my head I'm trying to think where can we go yeah that we're gonna have you know space that we're not getting in other people's way to, to even just throw a ball 60 feet six inches away from each other and it's it's you know it's tough it <sighs> 
I I can't wait. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There's a park near I guess my apartment. Go to Central Park. I no, guess. there's a park. There's I'm, I live by Battery Park City, so there's there's a there's a couple of uh, smaller parks there that we might be able to sneak into and whatnot. But right, yeah, I mean, got to figure it out. Right, because there's some diamonds in Central Park. So yeah, we, but even we, that, like, we we, we, we don't need it. We don't even need a diamond. Yeah. We just need a space, a space yeah. that's not a street or 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 you know where a, people a, are walking by. Exactly. Yeah. Would you sing the national anthem if asked? I would. No one's ever asked me. I think you should get on that. You should con- you should just literally contact some of these. Yeah, let them know. Let them know you're available, yeah. and they'll do it. Have have the press agent of Falsettos contact the Yankees and the Mets. What's the what's the uh, seriously? You guys oh, well, they open October. Theater, theater people know, do it all the time. I know. I know. I know. We were doing rent. <laughs> Jesse Martin was like, "Have you done the national anthem yet?" I'm like, "No." He goes, "Well, you better come up with a version." So I was like, oh, let me think about uh, yeah. how I would sing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've never been asked to sing it. You should do it. It's fun. Is it? Yep. <laughs> it's fun for you. You're not a woman. You're not like, and then hit that high note and belt, it, belt your face off. You, you're, you can You can kind of like, the land of the free. Tracy, I can't do that. Tracy I got to like, Tracy can sing. One of, one of my... <laughs> Quite possibly my favorite moment of the entire time that I was in L.A. wasn't had nothing to do with baseball. It was sitting in a car driving from Tracy's place to uh, uh, the ballpark and being able to listen to the lovely Tracy Toms belt out satisfied the 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 uh from the mega hit hamilton and it was uh that was a really cool i got a little <laughs> private concert of, of satisfied which i'll start that that right here tracy for angelica <laughs> let's, let's start that right now but tracy's also like an avid karaoke singer like, oh yeah like avid oh. like if you want to have a karaoke party invite tracy toms <laughs> and she'll sing like 18 songs <laughs> seriously so yeah sorry right, so under the right circumstances. Yeah, well, the two things that we've come out of this podcast that are uh, Trace for Angelica, hashtag Tracy for Angelica. <laughs> and uh, we got to get you to sing the national anthem at a ballpark, whether yeah. it's City Field or Yankee. You know, it'll be Yankee Stadium because you haven't been to Yankee Stadium yet. So that'll be your introduction to Yankee Stadium. Yeah. You sing a nice. When does Fals- Falsettos open? October? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's. I see how I'm all like nervous. I'm all like, now, now I'm like, oh, God. Come on, it you fills can do me it. with anxiety. Um, are you? Are you? Did you even prepare a, a trivia contest for Tracy? No. Given her, I did not. I don't know anything. Dis- disabilities. I, would fail I did not. I, I. 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 We normally have a trivia. I no, was going see, to say it much didn't. more, more uh, uh, politically correct than that. But uh, yes, I. I forgot to create a Insu- trivia insufficiencies, game. Insufficiencies. Insufficiencies. I forgot in to create a trip. We normally have a trivia game where I, we ask people. First base. Who was the? Short stop for the Baltimore Orioles who didn't miss the game for like a really long time. Yeah, see, I'm, I fail. Did you know that? I don't know that. <gasps> when you were a kid, who was a shortstop? He was really, really good. You mentioned his name already. Oh, Cal Ripken? There yeah. you go. Hey, oh, yes. the single. Oh, you know what? Okay, yeah. I did know that. I actually did know that. I just decided I didn't know. And I'm like, oh, wait, let me get... think about it. No, here's the Cal thing that I've noticed about a trivia game, which is... Which is Interesting because I, 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 do, I do get it. People who have been on our podcast who know a lot about baseball, you lock up when you think, oh, you're going to ask me trivia? I don't, I don't know trivia. And you start second guessing yourself and you start. I just, just didn't even actually think about what the answer was. Exactly. Was you said, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> because you're like, I don't know trivia. Because, you know, it's. I don't really know. But anyway. But yeah, but I, when I was going to the game, which was really cool, because it was Cal Ripken Jr., Cal Ripken yeah. Sr., yeah. and Billy Ripken were all there at the same time. Yeah. So it was. It, Billy Ripken. it was really a, a thing, you know, to see all of them there. You know, yeah. Just, That's cool. 
you well, know. So, at this point, you're committed to see you, you came here in the off season. Otherwise, I'd say you know we, we'd we'd go to a, a bunch of games together. But but uh, I'm, being, I'm in rehearsal anyway. It's, yeah, yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna sing the national anthem sooner or later. Uh, I'm telling you, yeah. Anthony, so, yeah, it's true. What? It's so true. much pressure. Yeah. So uh, we 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 like. We like to. God, I want to do it because you always. I do wish it. I could see your face. You I wish it, you could Manish. see his face right now. Just mischief. No, it's not. This is not mischief. This, this is, is this is me. He's taking the, my, my. I'm taking. My, my, I'm taking my his way. thing because because you're my friend. Mischief. You're, I mean, you're Manisha's friend too, but you're my friend first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. That's very true. But right? you know, hey, listen, we have a new friendship, and new friendships are, are the key to life. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So I appreciate you, Manisha. I appreciate you too. So. When you sort of, if you were to close your eyes and think back to like your favorite baseball memory, baseball related memory, <laughs> what would that be? I normally tell them that it doesn't have to be a specific. No. Okay, okay. I won't say anything. I'll let you do it. You know, when you just whatever comes up for you. It wasn't. I mean, I guess it was be what I. Already said. I mean, I think I've already said it. I mean, my favorite would be watching the Orioles win the World Series when I was eight on TV with like my fork and a piece of steak <laughs> with my family. It's <laughs> just like, ah! Um, but I mean, going to the ballpark as a kid, I really, I, I went a lot as a kid. My godfather used to take me all the time. And, um, and would you sit in the same kind of seats every time? Yeah, we weren't like particularly close, but I I had a really loud voice. R so what, really? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. And what I would love to do is we were up in the stands and and when Eddie Murray would get up to bat, the whole stadium would scream, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And there was me like, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And like the whole section will like turn around and look at this little black child with these Afro puffs screaming, Eddie, you know, and there was something about Eddie Murray, you know, being up there and he had, you know, his Afro that stuck out the sides of his hat. On the, <laughs> yeah. It was super 80s. It would just, it would stick out <laughs> the side of his hat and his picture would come up on the screen and it was like, Eddie! And it was like, I just loved him so much. I love that. I was obsessed. I, I love loved it. him so much. Thank you. That is so beautiful. Oh, well, Thank I'm you. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys liked it. Oh, this has been a lot. So was this? Was this okay? Was it exciting? You were nervous. It, you were, I was you were very nervous. nervous. I thought I was going to be a dud. No, well, dud of a guest. Tracy was very nervous the day that she sang "Seasons of Love." Tracy was very nervous the you know day what? that we filmed you know "Take what? Me or Leave Me." You know. Tracy was very nervous when we danced the tango. Guess what? All those things were Grand Slam home runs. If you ask me, bottom of the ninth Grand Slam home runs, winning the game for the home team. That's what I'm talking about. The Papa Slam. No, you stop it. How dare you say the Papa Slam? The Papa Slam. It's oh, it's this horrifyingly bad promotion that MLB is doing this year. Uh, Papa John's. Papa John's. Oh. Every time there's a Grand Slam, it's a Papa Slam. Oh, ew. And you could call it Papa John's and get yourself a pizza the next day or something like that. It's so, <laughs> so crazy. All right. Anyway, so you just ruined the moment. Thank you, Manish. <laughs> I'm a moment ruiner. Yeah. Jeez. Tracy Well, Tom. thanks for having me on. Tracy Tom. <laughs> Tracy Tom. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> 
So one I'm more time, let's okay. plug uh, Falsettos. It opens uh, October 27th. Yeah. That's the day after my birthday. Walter yeah. Kerr Theater here the in, in New York City. When we start previews, um, September 29th. All right. Everybody needs to go and buy a ticket to see And this. we have a whole song about baseball. We do. There's we a do? Whole, I mean, they do. Rather. We have a whole song I about baseball. I feel like I'm a part of it because I'm so used to doing things yeah. with you. I know, right? Musicals. Why aren't you doing Podcast recording. Shut up. Let them sing together. But uh, yeah. no, it's, it's not the real thing. <laughs> nah, that was awesome. All right. So thank you so much. This was thank this you. was really fantastic, Mr. Rap. It is good to have you back in New York City, sir. Why? Thank you, Manish. I mean, you just here now. Well, I'm in and out a lot. You know, He's in and out, but at least it's not consistently out the way he was. Yeah. When did you When did you guys close? We closed just like a, as of this recording, a, a two weeks ago. Wow, a week, two week. What is it? A week ago. A week ago. Yeah. A week ago. Yeah, it's been. A week. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I saw your Instagram post that it yeah. was done. Yeah, but Mister Mister yeah. Rap also, uh, we should it's... plug that for you as well. Um, it, depending on when this this drops, but in October of uh uh. 2016. 2016. Doing a lot of concerts with Adam Pascal. Yeah, the yeah. 20th anniversary of Rent. Are you are you doing a concert with him here? Yeah, 54 Below, but you're going to be in performances. No, she won't. Yes, Not she for the, will. No, yeah, September October 20th. 20, oh, September 29th, she starts previews. Yeah, but do you have anyone on Monday night? Or we Sunday might, night? We might, we might, we might. If it's Monday night or Sunday night, then coming, I'm coming. coming to your show. Yeah. All right. So I'm doing one at 54 below too. All right. When? In when? January, as soon right. as we close. Okay. Ooh, very cool. There'll be more information about that later. Where can people find for all the crazy Adam Pascal, Anthony rap dates? Cause you're going to be in LA. You're going to be, there's all... a f- I believe there's stuff on Facebook. Um, my Twitter, I try to keep it updated with these things as much as possible. Albino kid at albino kid. Would you like to plug your tweeters? Yes. I'm at Tracy Tom's. And that's it. Well, I know. I just try to make it simple. Yeah. I would have loved to have at Manish Jane. I don't know who at Manish Jane is. He never tweets. He just has it. But I am at rounding third MJ. It's all that I was able to get. Well, that works. Uh, <laughs> no, I was lucky because somebody had at Tracy Toms on oh. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I found, somehow figured out who, it, I forgot how I did it. I wrote the person. I was like, hey. Um, I would really love my name. So can we talk about it? Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. Cause and you know, and then she wrote me back. She goes, "You can just have it." That's nice. I just got it for you. That's it, incredible. It was like a, oh, that's a, nice. amazing fan. Nice. I, I just realized you didn't have it, so I was like, oh, "Let cool. me let me get it." And and if she ever wants it, I'll just give it to her. I had so someone straight up impersonate me on Instagram. Of the three of us sitting here, who is the most unimpersonatable? That's me. But someone. Took my name, started using my photos from my 30 Stadium tour, and I, I, I don't know what's happening. It, it may... You're a celebrity, man. Oh, all right. But I'm actually now officially on Instagram. Former guest of the show, Ty Simpkins, forced me to join it. Forced me to join the 2016, 20th century or whatever, but 21st century. But uh, I'm also at Rounding Third MJ on Instagram. I'm thinking about maybe releasing uh, the old photos from my 30 Stadium tour every single week on that thing, just so folks can you see... Should kind of a collection of some of my favorite ballpark photos that I've taken across the country. And with that, 
Thank you, Ms. Tracy Thank Collins. you. Thank you, Senor Rap. Thanks, TT. <laughs> Thank you all for listening so much. We will see you next time here in the clubhouse. The home base for the Clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at Rounding3RdMJ for me and at AlbinoKid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome week.